This is WBEZ Presents, where we bring you some of our favorite stories. I'm Greta Johnson. For 200 years of American history, coal mining was a way of life. Coal not only powered homes and businesses across the country, it provided a livelihood for generations of Americans and a critical part of local economies in states like Kentucky, West Virginia, and Illinois. With the development of newer, cleaner forms of energy, coal production has diminished. But in the 2016 presidential election, Donald Trump promised to bring coal back. And last month, President Trump took action. He signed an executive order that overturned restrictions on carbon emissions from coal plants. Today, I'm taking bold action to follow through on that promise. My administration is putting an end to the war on coal. Going to have clean coal. Last year, WBEZ's Dan Weissman reported on the legacy of coal mining in one southern Illinois town. He visited the Old King Coal Festival, a celebration of coal country in West Frankfurt. Here's his story. Every year, the town of West Frankfurt literally throws a party in honor of the coal industry. It's called the Old King Coal Festival. And if you want to understand the intense relationship between this place, southern Illinois, and coal, it is all on display right here. This is it, the Old King Coal Festival 2016. It is Friday before sunset, colored lights, smell of funnel cake, sound of carnival rides, and wandering the midway in her tiara and sash, Jamie Harmon, the winner of this year's Princess Flame pageant. Hi. Hi. Are you Princess Flame? I am. I've been looking for you. I'm Dan White. Not much time to chat. She's about to help introduce the evening's entertainment. Down an alley lined with booths, the Lions Club selling lemonade, local hot sauce entrepreneur, information stand for black lung disease. The princess pauses to acknowledge a little admirer. Oh, hi. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, she's looking at me. Hi. (laughs) Then up the steps in her wood-soled high-heeled sandals to the stage, where she waves to the crowd, helps bring on the night's first band. I asked Princess Flame later about her connection to coal and thinking she might have close ties. Both of my grandfathers passed away before I got to meet them, before I was born, and they are both coal miners. So it's like a connection to the past. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. This is my connection to them. And that's about it. Two grandfathers she never even met. And as paper thin as that connection is, it's more than her friends have. I mean, honestly, I don't think a lot of people around here realize that this is about coal. They know that it's Old King Coal Festival, but even like... My friends are like, why, why is it called that? You know, it's, I don't know. It actually makes sense that Princess Flame has barely any connection to the coal industry, the empire her crown stands for, because over the last 75 years, more than 85% of the coal mining jobs in Illinois have gone away. And just to be clear, that is not because of regulations or environmentalists or because the coal ran out. It's because the industry replaced the human workers with machines. In 2014, Illinois actually produced more coal than it did 75 years ago, even with all those jobs gone. And yet, the bond between West Frankfurt and coal still runs deep. Because there's 19-year-old Jamie Harmon, and there's also people like Jack McReynolds. Jack's 80 years old, worked 40 of them underground. When Jack was a kid, people in West Frankfurt kept track of time from the mine whistles. And his stories about this place are all about coal mining. And his coal mining stories are all horror stories. They're war stories. In 1951, when Jack was 15, an explosion underground killed more than 100 guys. 
I seen some of the bodies they brought them to the gym at the school. I mean, it looked like bodies you would see in a combat area overseas. Limbs blowed off, heads blowed off. Another story is from 1922, before Jack was born. A local operator tried running a mine with non-union labor. Union men broke in. Went inside this non-union mine, took all the workers out and executed them. Jack's grandpa took his daughters out to see the bodies. And my mother said he pointed and said, girls, there's the vermin that tried to take the food off your table. My mother never forgot that. People like Jack fought for these jobs, died for them. And coal mining defines the place they're from. It is the story they tell themselves about who they are. And if Jack represents the proud past of coal mining here, and Jamie Harmon is the future, Dave Diaz is living in its humbled present. He's 34, worked in coal mines for 11 years, and he's actually kind of down to earth about the realities of coal and pollution. I don't think anybody wants to see anything bad happen to the planet. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, hey, hey, pollution, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, it's not like that. It's just, it's touchy subjects, you know, especially when it's somebody's livelihood. Dave's a single dad, his son's eight, and he says he felt really lucky holding a job in a coal mine where he says he made more than 100 grand a year. There's not many jobs that are competitive like that down here in southern Illinois. I mean, that compete with the wages that you make at a coal mine. But then, in February, Dave was laid off. It's been tough. I applied for the railroads. Um, I applied for jobs out of state, which I didn't really want to do that because I don't want to leave my family. You know what I mean? Um, I know my son doesn't. You know, he'd be really mad at me if I had to move away from everybody. Now, imagine being Dave, waiting, hoping for that good-paying mining job to come back, looking around at the really not-that-great alternatives and hearing a presidential candidate say something like this. We're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of business. I mean, God, have some compassion. She just comes out and flat out says she's going to destroy you, your, your life. You know what I mean? It's just like, geez, you know, have a little bit of a soul. You know what I mean? The relationship between West Frankfurt and coal is all of this. It's Jamie and Jack and Dave. It's grim and nostalgic and fading and visceral and very loyal very proud. And it is out of that relationship that a fledgling movement recently sprang up, a movement that felt like something new, new enough. I went to Southern Illinois to see it firsthand. In February, when a local mine laid off a bunch of people, including Dave, a guy named Bob Sandage, a guy who's worked in mines for 40 years, was sitting at home with his wife, Kelly. She's the one that said, hey, we need to do something. Let's launch a Facebook page. They called their page the Coal Miners Movement, and the message was, stop the war on coal. Now again, the big war on coal mining jobs was a technological war, and it's over. Almost all the jobs have been gone for a long time. But with every proposed regulation, every layoff, almost everybody who's still connected to this industry feels like their way of life, their identity, their integrity is under assault. So that was the message. Stop the war on coal. Bob and Kelly Sandage launched this Facebook group on a Saturday. Man, it exploded. People started liking the page. A hundred, a thousand, two thousand, five thousand. By just Monday morning, they had 13,000 Facebook likes. And a D.C. lobbying consultant suddenly on the phone offering to volunteer his time to help the cause. To the lobbyist, to me, to Bob and Kelly, felt like... Maybe they were suddenly mounting an army, a groundswell of people ready to take up a fight for their way of life. And for weeks, 
momentum is building. The organizers of the Old King Cole Festival came calling, inviting Bob and Kelly to lead a rally at the festival. They offered Bob and Kelly 90 minutes on the festival stage, a chance to turn that online groundswell into a real-life crowd. At the festival, I stick pretty close to Bob and Kelly. On Friday night, after meeting the princess, I hang out at the booth that Bob and Kelly had set up across from the Lions Club lemonade stand to sign people up for the coal miners' movement. One by one, he gets a few dozen email addresses, some encouragement. At one point, a kid, maybe 10 years old, comes up to offer him a silent fist bump. Next day, Saturday, festival's big day, rally day. Bob and Kelly ride in a parade at 1 o'clock behind Princess Flame on the back of a convertible. Also, Teen Princess Flame and Pre-Teen Princess Flame and various princess runners-up, each on the back of her own convertible. And then 3 o'clock, time for the rally. The stage sits at one end of the festival ground, facing a parking lot for the local Moose Lodge. This is it. I've come to West Frankfurt envisioning this huge crowd. Former miners like Jack McReynolds, laid-off miners like Dave Diaz, their families, kids, grandkids. But now that it's time for Bob and Kelly to fire up their rally, it is actually unclear what exactly they should do because nobody's there. Nobody. The stage faces a completely empty parking lot. How you do that? I don't know. What they do is hang out by their booth, getting antsier, like this must all be some kind of mistake. This goes on for like a half an hour. They do their best to keep cool, hoping things will turn around. I'm going to give it a few more minutes. You know what I mean? Until finally, Bob and Kelly and their friend Mike all have an idea. See what you... Hey, what if we aim this way when we talk to people? Yeah, that's what I was Maybe yeah, get up on stage. And... Yeah, turn the speakers from the parking lot and aim them so the sound travels down that row of boots. At least a few people are milling around there. Done. Bob starts his speech saying he wants to acknowledge elected officials who have come. He says he'll call out the offices and ask them to pipe up for their applause. So if there's anyone here from the U.S. Senate, we'd like to hear that. The House of Representatives, the Illinois State Senate, Mr. Forby's here, Illinois General Assembly, we got anybody? They do not. No local officials either, no mayors, no nothing. Bob soldiers on through the rest of his speech. It's maybe five minutes. If you hadn't signed up to be a member, come by the tent. Thanks, guys. Afterwards, he gets himself a big cone of soft-serve ice cream as a reward. And frankly, he deserves it. By the time he got up on that stage, I'd seen he had already accepted defeat. He was really just gritting his way through it. So when I ask how he thinks it all went, of course, he puts a brave face on things. It's good. It's good. Um, It's always disappointing and and it can be frustrating, you know, not to have a bigger turnout as you want. If Bob and Kelly hope to find ground troops for their movement, their effort to stop the war on coal, they've gotten the message. There are not many troops left here. As one person even tells me later, this isn't coal country. Used to be, but not anymore. These days... Facebook is the perfect place to find what's left of that world. Memories, fierce pride, indignation, and lots of people itching to slag Barack Obama's climate change initiatives. But here, in West Frankfurt, with the jobs largely gone, what's left is mostly this. Carnival rides, funnel cake, dead grandparents you never even met. Earlier, Bob told me 
he had cleared his evening. He was planning to stick around till midnight at that booth, collecting signatures and email addresses, feeding the momentum he'd gotten a taste of. But not long after the rally flops, he and Kelly are at their Jeep. They're cutting off the decorations from the parade. You guys are really, you're getting ready to go. Well, yeah, very shortly. Yeah. Bob says they'll think about their next move later, like in a couple weeks. For now, they've got a houseboat on a little lake where they can relax. Maybe forget this whole scene for a while. Dan Weissman, WBEZ. That was WBEZ reporter Dan Weissman. This piece originally aired in June of 2016 as part of Heat of the Moment, WBEZ's series on climate change. Heat of the Moment is funded by the Joyce Foundation, working to improve quality of life, promote community vitality, and achieve a fair society. The Joyce Foundation at JoyceFDN.org. And for more of our stories about everyday life on a changing planet, visit HeatOfTheMoment.org. Special thanks this week to producer Shannon Heffernan and our podcast intern, Brady Guy. WBEZ Presents is a WBEZ Chicago production. Check our feed to hear original segments and stories we love and want you to hear. And be sure to tell us what you'd like to hear. Send us an email at podcasts at wbez.org.